Dungeon Leap. Leap into the Caves of Chaos. To remember who you are, you must become someone new. But if you fail to play the part, the end will come for you. Now, Leap! Alright, welcome back to part two of a Dungeon Leap Leap Back to the Keep. I don't know, we haven't worked out a title for this one, but um, Leap has landed in the body of Crumble the Kobold and is currently on a mission to infiltrate the Keep on the Borderlands with Peach and Uncle Cobbler. And the three Kobolds have uh, used the tried and true and trusted trench coat trick and it has immediately backfired horribly on a farmer's cart. Um, so we're about to learn all about that farmer and um, get to know him quite well, I expect. Before we do that, let's check in with our three players and find out what is going on with their characters. Let's start, of course, with Leap, played by Stephen Youngblood. Hello, Stephen. How are you today? Hello. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Oh, very good indeed. Very good indeed. So um, you were the top portion of a kobold trench coat very briefly. Do you want to just give us a, a bit of insight into what's going through Leap's head right at this moment? Well, it was kind of... Um, so being a kobold, you're quite small and have a low center of gravity. And that takes quite some getting used to if you've not been a kobold all of your life. Um, and then being at the top of the kobold sort of pyramid or, or tripod as it were um uh or totem pole maybe um gives you back that perspective of, of height but the unsteadiness of being on it i think it's just there's all kinds of um disorientations happening um both but from a perspective level and a comfort level um and it's 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 i think there's probably a, a bunch of just this is this is this is actually quite hard it's not just coasting into sort of different people and being like, this is fun. It's like, this is hard and I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm here. All right. Well, maybe you'll find out exactly what's going on shortly. Um, let's move down the trench coat into the middle where we will meet Peach the Kobold, played by Caitlin Penhay. Hello, Caitlin. Hello and welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I am still pretty good. So Good, good. Um, Give us give us a bit of insight into where Peach is at right now. Um, Peach uh, was quite eager to take some action. Is is that kind of Peach's style of doing things? Uh, uh, tell us tell us where Peach is at. That is a hundred percent Peach's style of doing things. She is a doer. She is a goer, and she is very very surprised that it didn't work out for her this time. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. All right. Well, I can't wait to see how um, Peach recovers the situation or, or doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me we'll, too. We'll, <laughs> um, I'm also very curious to hear how Peach's uncle is going to um, try and manage this situation. So at the bottom of the Cobalt trench coat is Uncle Cobbler, played by Brendan Bennett. Hello, Brendan. Hi, Morgan. Um, <laughs> very excited to uh, be playing again. I'm just looking at my character sheet and Staring at the fact that I have nine, a maximum of nine hit points, which is, um, <laughs> it's not, not a lot. That's, I, I don't yeah, see, got 12, you've got nice. anything to worry about, Brendan. I mean, how, how much damage <laughs> can a typical weapon do? <laughs> Surely not more than one or two points of damage. 
Interesting choice going um, at the bottom of the uh, <laughs> totem pole. <then. laughs> Crashing. Um, this is a you know this is a, a really difficult moment for Cobbler. Um, he within the the Cobalt tribe, you know, he's kind of built his reputation on understanding the outside world. Particularly, he's a bit of a self-proclaimed expert on humans, um, but that that expertise is based on one encounter that he had once with a farmer who he tried to sell shoes to. Um, and uh, that that didn't go great. But, you know, it's still uh, more experience than most kobolds have with humans. So, yeah, maybe he's worried that people are working out, the other kobolds are working out that he's not quite the expert he claimed to be. Well, the human in question um, does happen to be the the farmer who is currently stomping towards Uncle Cobbler down the length what, of what the wagon. What are the chances of that? <laughs> <laughs> Higher than you'd think, actually, when I was running the numbers, because there's not that many farmsteads in the in the vicinity who might be approaching the keep. So um, when you add in the power of narrative inevitability, I think it pretty much comes to 100% chance. 100% chance, mm-hmm, Brendan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to find out what's going to happen. So Let's dungeon some dragons. So, the three of you kobolds are on the back of a wagon on the approach to the keep on the borderlands. Now, your positions on this wagon are very different. There is a um, a trench coat that is uh, lying askew across um, boxes and uh, crates containing produce of various kinds. And spilling out of this trench coat are two kobolds. One of them is Leap, closer to the front of the wagon. And one of them is Peach, uh, more middling in the vicinity of the apples. Um, also on the main body of the wagon, there is a um, a uh, young woman, young human woman, who is um, kind of looking very surprised at this sudden intrusion into the uh, bucolic experience that she was having on this this wagon ride to the keep. And then sitting at the very back um, with his uh, kobold feet and giant human-sized boots, as I recall, is that right, Um, was Uncle Cobbler, who had intended to um, be ready to sit at the end, and and things went very wrong above him. Um, And Uncle Cobbler has looked, turned and looked over his shoulder and seen bearing down on him the farmer jeremy the farmer wearing spanking new boots that were not made by cobbler um and who seems utterly incensed at this intrusion onto his wagon what are you doing on here i told you i didn't want no boots from you um let's hand over to the three of you we'll stick with brendan first but you others can uh speak up uh, I, the floor is yours so go brendan first Ah, okay. Listen, uh, Jeremy, I, I can, I can explain everything. Uh, you know, the those boots you're wearing, they're not gonna last. Look at these, look at these boots. They've, they've lasted me all the way from home to this keep. That's that's quality workmanship. Who are these other two? You brought two little minions to to try and steal my boots. One for each boot. Is that what you're trying to do? He's not even really listening to the points you're making. He's so worked up right now. Okay, okay. Um uh 
hey, just let's just calm. Let's just calm. Let's take some deep breaths. All right, you're trying to calm him down. This is going to be a persuasion roll. Before we make you make that persuasion roll, let's check in with Peach and with Leap in the body of Crumble and find out if they are making this persuasion easier or maybe harder. Um, do you want to go first, uh, Peach? Yeah, so I've just noticed that I have a javelin. <laughs> I'm just wondering if that might come in handy. How big is the javelin? <laughs> so I don't think I'm making this much easier. <laughs> I think the javelin, the end of the javelin is kind of stuck into an apple and it's kind of vibrating out from there. Okay. Yep. I think my Uncle Cobbler can see that I'm making the eyes towards the javelin. Hint, hint. Excellent. All right. So, All right. so there is a clear direction of action for Peach that Uncle Cobbler would uh, recognize as about to unfold. What about you, Leap? Uh, well, um, <clears throat> looking around, I, I think he's, he's only run one or two courses of action and he leans over to the Cobbler and says, um... How badly do we need to get into the keep? We must. It's our mission. All right. And, and Cobbler jumps up uh, and grabs his, um, he's got a little uh, short sword, and he goes and holds it to the um, to the chest of the daughter. Interesting. On the, on the okay. Wagon. <laughs> this is right. That. So first of all, this is what this we're going to do. holds it there. <laughs> I want... Um, <laughs> Intimidation. I want, uh, Brendan, can you give me a persuasion roll to start with? Um, as your persuasion is going and Crumble the Kobold is leaning over to you to um, just check in on how important things are. Let's see how that goes. Well, I rolled a natural one. A natural one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, it may be... <laughs> It may be that the, which is appropriate, the, I think. Yeah, the direction <laughs> of travel that is that is uh, being undertaken here is well. It's all kind of adding up to certain um, uh, one outcome above others. Let's go over to Crumble. Let's have an intimidation roll from you as you get that short sword up in the direction of the uh, young woman. That would be a thirteen. A thirteen. All right, that's Ooh. pretty spooky looking. If you're a um, uh, just a innocent farmer out for a ride. Suddenly there's a, um, a critter with a sword in your face. You would definitely scream and raise your hands in the air and um, look imploringly at your Uncle Jeremy for help. Uncle Jeremy, help! Uncle Jeremy, his brow furrows and he gets ready to um, just start punching you his his fist goes back he's in a fury he's in an absolute fury these boots he says um not really keeping track on how things have progressed from the boots he's still focused on the boots uh so i think we're we're looking back at peach right now you were ready to leap for a javelin or whatever what are you going to do oh yeah i'm definitely grabbing that javelin apples and all and i oh i'm wondering if i go the road of threatening uh, but I think I'm just going to try launch it straight through him. Okay. <laughs> May as well, right? Because then we get the whole wagon for ourselves. Well, what's, the, what's the rating on this adventure? Like, how 
how murderous are we? <laughs> so far, seemingly quite murderous. Shall we, shall we step back a little bit? Let's let's <laughs> do a little flashback to yeah. Let's have a debrief. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Uncle Cobbler and Peach having a conversation a few weeks before about murderousness. You can set the tone depending on how this conversation goes. Hi, Uncle. You you wanted to talk to me about something? Uh, yeah, that's right, Peach. Listen, uh, there's a chance we might be going out on a wee uh, adventure. and uh, Oh, really? My, well, my favorite thing is spending time with you. Oh, gosh, that's so, that's so nice to hear, Peach. I, I've just, I've seen you uh, training with that javelin a lot. And, Thanks, uh, I'm getting real good, too. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Um, oh. You know, a certain level of diplomacy. Uh, Diploma is, what? Is required when, uh, okay, I mean, I probably, I probably told you about the time that I uh, threw a rock at a bugbear and. Yeah, that was epic. Well, I would have been, I would have been killed if it wasn't for, uh, if it wasn't for Crumble, so. What I'm saying is I learned my lesson. We're kobolds. We're, we're not, we shouldn't be bold. We're kobolds. Oh. Kobolds means no bold. No bold. Okay, you know what? Maybe anytime I feel like being extra bold, I'll just, I'll just hear your voice in the back of my head and I'll, I'll take a step back from whatever I'm thinking. Uh, all right, let's jump forward to the moment <laughs> your your hand, Peach, fastens around the javelin. You can see the whites of this farmer's eyes, his fury, his rage. He's a threat. He's dangerous. The javelin is, is ready. Your arm is back. What happens? I, I hear my uncle's voice. Cobalt. I, I drop the javelin. I take a deep meditative breath and I say, whoa, guys, let's really take a minute to think about the situation we're in right now. <laughs> At this point, I activate the kobold's special move known as grovel, cower, and beg. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Um, tell, tell us how that one unfolds, Brendan. So, uh, I, I drop to my knees. Uh, I just, uh, and I, I, I just put my hands together and I say, please, please, Jeremy, please don't hurt us. We just need to get into the keep. It's so, so important. Oh, please, please, please. Uh, all right. I think, um... <laughs> uh, and 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 crumble uh sort of recognizing that he might have misstepped um or at least wasn't wasn't going to be backed up in this <laughs> okay didn't read the room well uh steps away and puts the sword sword back and sits, sits right. down again i think um peach i would like you please to give me a persuasion roll and i want your persuasion roll to have advantage from the grovel and cower and beg assistance that we're getting from Uncle Cobbler. Um, it's a it's a very practiced grovel, cower, and beg that we're <laughs> we're seeing from him. And um, as the short sword is pulled away from the threatened young woman as well, that will help your case too. So make that roll. 
with advantage. Okay. And let's see how we go. Okay, with advantage, I got yeah. an 11. An 11, okay. So, um, what I'm going to say is that the, the wagon has come to a halt. The um, donkey that was pulling it is, has just stopped and is turned and is looking back as well. And Jeremy is frozen in place. And there's a bit of a standoff going on. He's not trying to punch you, but he's also calmed down enough to recognize that you three are actually pretty dangerous if you want to be, even though he's pretty confident he could he could kick you kick you around pretty solidly, there's a pretty good chance he would get hurt and there's a pretty good chance that his uh, young charge might end up even worse than that. So you can see all these thoughts kind of playing through his his um, calculating human eyes. And then he grabs his chin and says, all right, well, what'll it take to get you to hop off my wagon and get out of here and leave my feet my niece alone. Hmm? Hmm? Message to the keep. Looks around at the other two. And oh yeah, that'd be, that'd be and nice. your boots. <gasps> and your boots. I'm not giving you my boots. These boots are mine. They're good boots just the ones that I wanted and he says that with a particular pointed stare at Uncle Cobbler Alright, you haggle well to the keep, it's fine but I'm taking an apple <laughs> because I'm just, um, just and, and, and chomps on the apple in the, in the back of the um, caravan if you, if you three promise to leave me my niece out of it. Yeah, I'll carry you up to the keep. But then I want nothing to do with you while we get in. You're not even going to get through the gates anyway. There's no way you'll get through the gates. What do you mean we three, won't get through the gates? Three little suspicious characters like you. <laughs> you won't pass the height check to start with. Oh. And then you won't pass the, uh, the questioning check either. I'm happily going to take you up there, and then you'll just have to walk back home. If I were you, I'd save myself the trip and head on home right now. Well, you're not us, me. And so we are me, us. And we'll do what us, me, I, just drive. No time, Grumble. Yeah, get it. See, Peach, that's why we always let Crumble do the talking. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good from now on. <laughs> I think I think he heard me. Yeah. You gotta the thing is with humans, as 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 you know, Cobbler, I think the thing is you've just gotta be firm. Use a loud voice and speak slowly so they understand you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If I'm turning my back while I'm riding this wagon, I want your weapons. Up with me. Aww. So you can't jump me from behind. Seems fair. All right, all right. All right. Cool. So, mm. giving you a bit of a frown, he scoops your weapons into a little posse at the front of the wagon and gets the reins. The donkey gets moving. <laughs> <laughs> 
and the wagon starts trudging away um, on, closer to the keep, leaving the three of you and an empty trench coat sitting in the back. The uh, niece kind of looks at the three of you a bit worried because there was a sword in her face not too long ago. What's the demeanour that you're giving off to her now? Um, let's let's start with uh, Peach. I think you um, probably made a bit, bit of an impression as well. So let's see what what's the vibe you were trying to give this uh, this young woman. Well, I I think initially I'm I'm still confused because this is only like the second human I've seen in my whole life. So I'm just I'm really just eyeing her up and I I'm not trying to be weird about it. I think I'm just maybe I'm staring a bit too intensely. Nice. What about I, I think oh <laughs> yeah. sorry. I I, I just think I want to give her a real a real classic human smile. <laughs> I show her all my teeth, just like the humans do. <laughs> all right, um, let's have let's have a. Uh, uh, I could, just give me a straight charisma check. I think to to represent your good smile going on there. <laughs> charisma, which is oh plus zero. Cool, it's a five. A five, brilliant. <laughs> okay, her eyes fitting. go big. Her eyes go big, which you, you assume that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's what I wanted. Excellent, um, Uncle Cobbler. What's uh, what's the e energy that you are having in the back here? You've you've still got your big boots on, and part of a trench coat kind of around you. You're the closest to the the uh, original plan. Um, yeah. So I move. I move kind of out of my grovel. But kind of, I keep in a position where I could, I could go back to groveling at, at any moment. Just the promise of a grovel is is, is always there, if if it's needed. Uh, and um, I think I I look over at Crumble and and say, uh, "Well, what happened? You're you're usually the one who keeps a cool head in a situation like this." I was cool. I just figured it was a chance to motivate him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably a bit brash. It was either that or getting a fight. But we didn't get in a fight. That's so right, I, we did. I chalk it up as a win. Uh, you, you always get away with it, don't you, Crumble? <laughs> probably true. <laughs> probably true. <laughs> Um, the young woman kind of uh, coughs a bit as you get closer to the... Um, you can see the keep quite clearly now, this big imposing um, structure up on a uh, raised bit of land. And she leans in, says, Are you three... Are you three kobolds? Humble just picks up another apple and just eats it. Um, and you eat apples? I've never eaten anything like this before in my life. And I think I think that's right. I think um I think in a kobold body, apples must taste totally different to how they taste in human bodies. So he's just well what he believes was his human whatever his body was used to. And I think she's realizing, man, everything this everything's different. Everything's weird. Mm. So just just not even responding, just like watching, watching, 
and eating his apple. He's gone. Yeah. He's he's going through. He's just one after another. Yeah, Cobra and Peach. That uh, uh, Crumble is really making a meal out of that apple. There's there's some fascinating facial expressions going along there. Um, she says, "So, do you eat people as well? I heard that you eat people. No, <laughs> <laughs> only when we run out of apples. Oh no, that's just a that's just a that's just a a rumor that people spread." You know, people spread a lot of rumors about kobolds. None of them are true. None of them? Unless they are. Not all of them. Some of them are true. And then he, he looks at looks at the daughter and winks and then goes back to his apple. So I, I heard that kobolds, you know, lived in the caves and caught humans and, and ate them for their dinner, along with all of the other folks up at the caves. But then I also heard my uncle say that a kobold came trying to sell him shoes, and I thought that didn't really match with what I'd heard about kobolds. Are you shoes kobolds or eating people kobolds? You know, we're, we're all just trying to make our way in the world as best we can. And, and for some of us, that means making high-quality shoes for all different kinds of species. You've got some nice looking shoes. Why why thank you. These are my these are my showroom models. Can, can I interest you in a pair? Give me a persuasion roll. Oh, after my success last time. <laughs> this is the kind of content we uh <laughs> we offer kids. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Okay, so she's um, she's listening and nodding as you get enthusiastically into the details of these shoes. I'm I'm gonna while while he's while he's talking, I'm gonna um, yeah. uh, hold that hold my amulet with the um, with, with, which was gifted in the last adventure, and it's got um, uh, uh, it's an amulet with 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 for luck carved in it on mm -hmm. dra draconic words. So it's kind of a yeah, uh, it's my lucky lucky charm. Now, if if you'll excuse us, ma'am, uh, we need to uh, get into our traditional cobalt uh, costume. Oh. <laughs> All right. So as the, uh, the wagon makes its way up a narrow, rocky track, um, there's a big wall of natural stone, and up ahead there's just this immensely tall stone wall of the, the keep the main gate of the keep lies ahead and on the back of the wagon it sounds like uncle cobbler is uh organizing the three of you back into your uh your your special outfit is that the plan yep um and i sort of look at the daughter and, and sort of <laughs> tell her to turn around you know oi <laughs> She looks back. How did you do that? Where'd the others go? <laughs> others? <laughs> I have just arrived. <laughs> Amazing. And she starts. She starts looking around for the, the others. I mean, it's it's incredible work. This this it must be magic. Cobalt magic, obviously. Um, the main gate of the keep is in front of you. There are men at arms wearing. Um, blue guarding the entrance and uh, more faces looking down from the tops of the walls high above. 
um, man at the at the front, and he's got a big long pole arm type weapon. He calls out as the wagon approaches, "State your business! Come on, state your business!" Does the, does the trench coat uh, have I a hood? I imagine it would have a hood. Yes. Right, so the hood, the hood's on, um, and uh, I guess sort of nudge Peach to move us forward a little bit, and I walk up, uh, and and as we approach, I pull out my scythe, and I just point at the so guard. So you're, you're not you. One finger. <laughs> you're not doing the arms, I remind you. <laughs> <laughs> so you could do that. <laughs> In which case. I know yeah. uh, it doesn't yeah. work. So you I make a plan. Uh, and you <laughs> I think I know that. I'm, no, just, okay, I'm just the face. Yeah. <laughs> All I can do is face oh. stuff. So below your, your feet, been, yeah, um, yeah. there are, is the middle portion and the arms, which is Peach. Um, we'll come back to Peach very shortly because the all-important feet portion of the triple mm -hmm. kobold threat are going to be having a big role to play here. At the moment, Brendan, um, you're... Your three-part kobold arrangement is still on the wagon. Is that where you intend to stay, or where are you going to take the others? If we if we can do the whole thing sitting on the back of the wagon, I think that would uh, that would be optimal. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, that that completely that is yeah that makes much more sense than I have us already standing. <laughs> All right, so you are you are staying put <laughs> on the, the wagon swallow kind of um, as the wagon gets closer. And Peach in the middle, um, how are you how are you kind of um, preparing? You have um, like you've got the free arms, you have the arm holes of the trench coat. So if there's anything that you want to have in your uh, in your hands, you can have it. otherwise you've got your sticky out long pretend arms. Tell me how you're going. I'm I'm really working hard on getting myself into a meditative state as I have learned my lesson from last time. And I think that I will just rest right here in the middle, squished between my two favorite kobolds, while I just wait for the top portion to do the talking. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. And um, the wagon gets to the front. Jeremy calls out, you know it's me. It's me. And uh, um, the, the guard says, State your business. I'm delivering apples and other goods. I'm delivering things. Same as always. Come on. And um, the guys kind of start approaching the wagon. Get off. Let's take a look. Off you get. And uh, the young woman hops off and she looks All right, at yep. I'll, you, I'll, I'll I guess. Myself. Yep, all right. <laughs> so she uh, you know, she it's looks a at Crumble. To hear that Jeremy's rude to everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they uh, <laughs> start sticking their noses into the um, into the wagon. And as they're starting to stick their noses into the wagon, um, you note that um, coming through the gate is another guy. Um, he's uh, older. He's got big mud and chops. Um, but right. What's going on? Who's this? Oh, it's you. Oh, and his eyes um, kind of brighten a little bit. Well, you've brought your niece along, Jeremy. How very kind of you. And he, his, his mouth spreads in this big grin as he uh, 
kind of walks over to have a look at the young woman. Well, huh? how have you been, young lady? How is... And he immediately starts very awkwardly striking up a conversation with her. And she kind of smiles and nods. Um, uh, Crumble, from your, uh, from your position at the top of the, of the trio, you kind of take this in and you watch those two men-at-arms who are looking at the wagon. Both of them roll their eyes. And you see Jeremy the farmer kind of watching this interaction and his um, eyes kind of narrow. He's a bit satisfied with the fact that his niece is drawing all the attention of the Corporal of the Watch. And um, before too long, the two people who are checking out the wagon, they, they give up. They're not going to pay any close attention there. Like, all right, um, you can head on through, give your names at the gate. In you go. Jeremy says, well, all right. Us. Yep. I'll walk Great. us towards uh, the gate. Okay. Into the gate you go. Sort of. I imagine it's kind of a bit of a stumble comedy of errors because you need to be <laughs> well, pointed. Have, and, yeah, let's <laughs> have a, um, an elegance of movement role here. I think oh. um, you can, we'll make it either either strength or uh, it all dexterity three from you, I think yeah. would be appropriate. Brendan? Okay, let's make it dexterity then. Okay. <laughs> uh, and do we get to help? Uh, no, oh, but if it, things that? go wrong with him, then you might have to make a roll yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I rolled a two, so that's a five. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Um, next up the next up the pile is Peach. Um, the the as you are heading through the gate between these two men at arms, and you're just feeling the enormous weight of stone on either side of you, granite, enormous blocks, the scale of its construction, and the fact that there are all these humans with dangerous weapons, and they're all taller than you, and they're all on. And as that's happening, you just feel the balance below you start to shift a little bit and you're starting to lose it can i have a dexterity roll from you please a dexterity saving throw in fact oh um okay um i got a 12. okay you got a 12. all right so you're kind of wheeling your arms a little bit you're just barely trying to keep things in place um, yeah, I think I'm doing the, that thing the, where they go round and round, you know, yeah. to keep you balanced. At the very top of the pile, um, <laughs> Crumble, Leap, can you can you kind of right the ship somehow as um, you are kind of swinging wildly um, a little bit close to the wagon and one of the guards? Um, you can make any kind of roll, any kind of action that you think might right the ship. I, I think... Um... Uh, looking, look. I think, I think he's. The thing is, kobolds have really big faces and big heads and big noses, and it's 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 so unusual, uh, normally to have that as a shift from being a human or an, or a non kobold, should we say? Um, and now to be like that on top of a a, a trio, um, it's it's hard work. So I think it's it's going to be a bit of a. Uh, shaking the head around right. to try and get a, a sense of balance back, uh, whilst also uh, fake sneezing <laughs> to give it a sense of faux legitimacy. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so let's have. Uh, yep. So it's going to be a. Uh, yeah. So that is yeah, a that good dex, to me. dex saving throw. Uh, 
Brilliant. And that is 17 plus 3. Excellent. All right. So um, it's a bit of a shaky entrance into the keep. But just at the last moment, as um, Uncle Cobbler, you feel the whole thing tipping above you. And Peach, you're kind of wheeling your arms around perilously close to one of these guards. Suddenly, there's this big pretend sneeze from the top of the stack. And you kind of get a helpful hand from uh, the uh, the young woman, the niece of the farmer, who um, kind of eases you back into a, a straight lineup and she says are you all right me yes fine never been better thank you oh, oh. good and i and and try another <laughs> kobold smile all right yes brilliant she um she isn't so surprised by this particular smile um she's like oh, well i'm pleased that we got through the difficult bit Oh, I don't like that guy. He's a bit of a creep, but my uncle does like to bring me along on these trips. Huh. Um, so, uh, So, you know, sort of draws a, a <laughs> thumb. Of, well, I can't kill him. <laughs> oh, well, we just gotta, Smile we just again. gotta put up with these things, don't we? Oh, wait. Um, all right, we're almost done. Is... Um, you, the two of you, well, the four of you really, make your way into the courtyard beyond the towers. In front of you, there is a um, a large uh, building that smells of horses and donkeys. Um, you can see uh, that there are stablers inside. Um, someone comes out to attend to the mule. More guards are there. Um, and there is a uh, um, uh man who's got um a scroll that he's unfolded and he's got a little quill and he goes up to jeremy jeremy is taking jeremy's notes um and then he um immediately turns around and the the young woman says um i'm i'm wanda and so i'm down wanda good thank you and your same details as jeremy and that leaves well who are you? Looking at the three of you. Hmm? Who are you? I am Lord Crumbledon of Village Crumboli. I'm traveling and have business, business in with the who? Keep. In the keep, with with the Lord of the, the Lord keep. of the keep. <laughs> well, uh, one of one of the people who work for the Lord. You know, it's it's fine. It's people who do business with the people who do business with the Lord. Well, of the I keep. won't stand in my in your way, then, uh, my Lord. <laughs> and you have no retinue. You travel alone. I travel where, how I please. It's best to avoid mm. thieves, you see. I see. Undercover. Very well. Very well. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, yes, very much Can so. I have a deception roll from you, please? You sure can. Uh, nine. All right. Nine. So as you are um, kind of wobbling your way further into the keep you you notice that the scribe is kind of keeping an eye on you 
Um, he fades back into the shadows, but he's watching you very intently. You're not entirely sure you've convinced him of your story, but he doesn't seem um, to be I, raising I any kind one of fuss my... now. Yeah. I use one of my fake arms to give him a nice friendly wave as we walk away. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Um, I'm just going to make a little roll for him there, looking at that wave. Um, wonderful. He sees your wave and he just does a little discreet wave back to you um, and then quickly hides his hand as the um, big mutton-chopped corporal kind of comes into view. He, of course, only has eyes for um, young Wanda. So he's not paying any attention to you whatsoever as you make your way in. Um, there is a uh, um, kind of a corner around which you you are directed to go and you leave behind Jeremy and, and Wanda who are organizing their wagon and um, getting it into the, into the correct place so they can get those things properly checked and there's there's all kinds of little bureaucracy that you don't need to worry about and you turn the corner and you see before you the interior of this keep and there are great stone walls there are many little structures there are um residences there's a bubbling fountain there's a busy looking tavern there's the smells of food there are um vendors calling out um, selling different things as people move hither and yon. There are various kinds of guards going back and forth. It's very busy. There's a lot of people, a lot of activity in here. The um, open sky above is blue as the day wears on. And then behind all of these structures, there is another huge stone wall and another gate that's you can just barely glimpse by a big kind of churchy structure because the whole inner keep is even more protected even further away from where you are so you're just taking in this wealth of activity all around you wondering how to navigate it wondering where you need to go as you're looking at these things leap you have this weird sensation of deja vu because you have seen all this before in the body of Dougal Black you walked through this courtyard in fact you look up and you can see the window that Dougal Black looked out from when you had your very first leap you've been in this space and you were in the space in Dougal's body just this morning this very same morning so it's all kind of weirdly familiar in front of you but of course these leaps they mess up your memory it's all a bit faded it's all a bit weird it seems like it was a month or two ago that you were last in this space it's so hard to keep track of what's going on so there's a lot going through your head leap um but you're you're in you seem to be through the um tight security at the entrance and now the keep is yours so as the three of you stand in a corner of all of this busyness um you can maybe have a whispered conversation within the trench coat and work out what you're going to do now We so what are we going to do now? We're going to find the guy. We're going to find Shan. Yes. What does he look like? Uh, well, we... You know, he visited our tribe, so... Shan! Oh my god, keep it down! Shan! Anybody Is know Shan? Oh, do you think that'll... Um, <laughs> someone, someone walking past... A um, Jen? it's a a young, um, a young girl. Um, she's uh, carrying um a little little box 
that's got some plums in it. Um, she says, what was that? Shan? You're looking for Shan, stranger? Uh, yes, little girl. I'm looking for Shan. Do you know where I could find him? And oh, what are those these are plums. looking fruits in your box? I'm going to be making a plum tart. I just got the recipe. <laughs> we've got um, uh, we, we've got Shan's uh, uh, oh, it's not even proper to call it a horse. Like it's some kind of ordinary beast, is a uh, fancy steed, <laughs> an elven steed, I suppose you'd say, because Shan's. You know, he's of the forest people. We're, we've got that in the stable still, so he's not gone yet. Great. Where is the Down stable? Down by the entrance. But you won't find Shan over there. We haven't seen and him where since is he Shan? arrived. Oh. Ah. Oh, Do you know um, where he might I be? I think he's staying in the guild house. I think he's a guest of the guild. Great. Thank you, little girl. Um, and gives another <laughs> kobold smile. Excellent. Oh. Um, um, at the kobold and, smile, and, she um, she drops her plums in, in surprise and terror <laughs> and then falls back. It's like, what, what manner of being are you? Suddenly she looks very panicked. I'm but a friendly stranger looking for a Man, talking, talk, talk. Wanted to talk to <laughs> a man about a horse. Calm down. I rolled. I gave her a um a roll, and I rolled a one for her. So suddenly she's very concerned. Uh, that would be a ten. Uh, right. ten. Okay. Um, she, without breaking eye contact with you, she scoops up her plums and backs carefully away, and then says, "Guild house," and then she disappears around the corner. Oh, that went well, don't you think? Oh, you're a real charmer, Crumble. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Cobbler. Inside, <laughs> like, he knows that that went terribly. But, <laughs> but he's also, he's, 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 he's quite confused because part of him feels quite proud of this interaction and part of him knows that it was... And it was just wrong. And it's, 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 hard, it's hard to know where he ends and Crumble begins. Um, or where Crumble ends. Or where Crumble ends and Peach begins. And where <laughs> Peach ends and, and Cobbler begins. <laughs> but did I say all that out loud? Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Um, uh, all right, so I guess I'm talking to the feet about um, where, where you might go, or am I talking to Peach about um, what interactions you might want to have with the environment, or what's what's your next move? Guildhouse. Yeah, that's where we. That's where I want to go. Have you guys been in here before? No. Yeah, I. It's strangely familiar. I'm kind of keen to look around, but just can't quite put my finger on. What are you talking about, Grump? I've been here before. Well, this place. No kobolds ever been entered before. this keep before. Ah, right, yes. Right, you are. Must have been a dream or a story I heard. It's 
very, very familiar to me. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, could we wander around a bit and find the guild hall? Do it, do it the natural looking way by strolling. You got that legs? Right, yeah. Mm. I'll put a real, put a real casual saunter into it. Excellent. And All I, right. I casually wave at everyone I see. <laughs> <laughs> that little finger guns. Brilliant. Okay. Um, at the bottom, I, I think I want another, um, another roll from Brendan to. Kind of manage your movement, your comfortable movement through the space. Um, I think I actually want to make it a perception role because there's so much going on, so many things to kind of um, walk into without realizing it. So um, let's let's start with you a steering role based on perception. That's great. I'm not entirely sure why, but I have disadvantage on perception. Huh. Is, is that a cobalt thing? Oh. Um, disregard that because I'm not sure no, why you would right now. I've got it. I don't, mate, what did I choose for myself to give myself a <laughs> disadvantage? <laughs> anyway, I, I don't think that'll stop me. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Okay, very good. So you're um, you're making your way around the keep. Um, people are kind of coming and. Um, you you uh, see all these interesting shoes. Your point of view is the feet that are moving around you. You see military style um, hard boots. You see soft shoes. Um, all kinds of fascinating, fascinating shoes on all sides of you. It's, there's so much to learn, so much to take in. In fact, as you're as you're walking along, you see some boots that. Just catch your eye as the most amazing and beautiful boots that you have ever seen in your life. Oh. Um, oh, I, I just worked out that I have disadvantage on perception checks in sunlight. Ah, yes. Yeah. Are we in um, sunlight? Not not sufficient enough to bother us for now. Yeah. It's yeah, you're the bottom okay. end of this, this yeah. trench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is nice and shady. That was very good. So I, I saw a specific pair of shoes that were the... Yeah, fancy shoes. Uh, I will start following the shoes. Excellent. You start following the shoes. I love it. Um, cool. Peach, well, you were going along and uh, <laughs> you were waving at people and uh, kind of interacting and doing all that good stuff. Let's have a, let's have a roll from you. A, maybe a performance roll? Does that sound mm -hmm. like it works? Charisma yeah, that's a good anyway. idea. Yeah, let's do Oh, it wait, charisma-based? Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> cool. That's a uh, that's a mode. two. Oh, fantastic. Um, and at the top of the pile, Crumble, you're looking for the guild house. So let's have a um, an investigation roll from you. Sure thing, boss. That's, uh, I think, an 17. Excellent. 17. Okay, so as you're looking around at the top, um, you're kind of taking in, okay, that's, that's good. I kind of recognize that, and we want the guild house and that. Up there, that's the, the sigil of the guild on that building. 
that building over there this large it's a beautifully appointed building it's closer to the main body of the keep it's exactly where you need to go you're absolutely whoa the whole three kobolds in a trench coat has just turned around and is going in the exact opposite <laughs> direction right now and as you're going in the exact opposite direction you can see that um you're you're following along uh well you don't know who it is you're following someone um kind of a um a big and uh, a burly sort of character um very rotund making their way along behind you they're in some kind of um uh, it's like a clerical um type outfit clerical in the um churchy sense as opposed to the dnd adventurer sense there's there's certain church vibes mm -hmm. coming off this person but you can see that they are they are kind of dressed for travel there are some fancy boots on their feet those boots that are making their way away from you um off to the side towards that main church almost so um in the middle as you're kind of making your way and waving waving your arms peach waving an arm on the other side you suddenly feel rushing on either side of you two other um two other kind of burly strong figures and one of them runs past very very close and bumps into your arm and as they bump into your arm your arm flies out of your hand <gasps> and <laughs> it starts falling out of the sleeve and it's almost at the bottom of the of the sleeve so at the bottom of the stack there brendan you suddenly see um a hand hove into view through the little gap that you are looking at can you maybe reach out and grab it in time yes it's a it's a um <laughs> a, it's a dexterity it's a um, dexterity well saving time, I think, for you to do this save the day <laughs> once again don't, don't worry I'm, I'm, I'm really good at this oh uh 15 just brilliant okay you reach out you grab the hand just at the last time at last moment peach you're in the middle you kind of reflexively are bending over to recover it and you're sort of in this awkward half bent position um as the person who ran into you kind of stops puts uh, a hand on the shoulder of the person that you're following and all three of them turn and look back um the this guy looks at you kind of silently and frowning and the big burly figure turns with a big grin that suddenly appears on his face he says oh did my did my assistant bump into you i'm so so very sorry you are you all right there you look a bit out of sorts you look a bit out of sorts can i offer you any aid at all oh i'd be happy to help i'm uh, father parrot father parrot i'm pleased to meet you uh, the, the pleasure is all mine, my lord. And it like sort of quietly sort of turns the space away and gives an obsequious bow. And um, can I like r r do some kind of roll to see if this name rings a bell from the previous adventure? Because it feels like he would want to be aware we of won't even any kind of link to this and I, yeah, I have my own suspicions we won't even make but, um, a roll i think you um start feeling the the dominoes tumbling in your in your mind and you remember father parrot you remember how he came rushing out to the gate 
and he handed over some holy water for you to take on your adventure, but that holy water water turned out to be nothing of the sort. This Father Perret is at best a fraud. At worst, you're not quite sure, but he's certainly got something going on that you can't quite see. And as you're taking in exactly what this man is, um, he comes up to you, says, now let me get a good look at you. And he reaches out with a big grin on his face for your hood to pull your hood back. As he's doing that, um, you, uh, you see over his shoulder, Cam appear in view and his um, eyes flare red and he shakes his head and says, well, this guy is one of mine. And on that note, I think we're going to, uh, we're going to end end because this has been going on we've got a full episode we got through the gates of the keep i'm amazed about that um (laughs) wow um so i'm very excited to find out what happens next we've we've managed to create a cliffhanger out of very minimal circumstances but i hope it's enough to make you all want to come back next week and hear more of the adventures in the keep so let's have a (laughs) <laughs> let's have a quick thank I you sure do. to the three parts of our kobold at the top of the stack Stephen thank you very much <laughs> Caitlin in the middle thank, thank you, you Caitlin uh, thank you very much and down the bottom uh, we're in the boots it's Brendan thanks Brendan always a pleasure brilliant and we will be back with more next week this was part two of Dungeon Leap Leap into the Caves of Chaos with Brendan Bennett's Caitlin Penhay and Stephen Youngblood as Leap, featuring Jules Bergeser as the mysterious voice. Thanks to Alexi Action for music and Nomi Kubomi for sounds. Cheers for listening. Please share the good news of Dungeon Leap, do the reviews, do the five stars, do all that. It brings us joy. If you're new, go digging. Diceratops Presents has history. Diceratops is proud to be part of Kemu Fakuto or Aotearoa Kiwi RPG. On the socials, we're Diceratops NZ. The website's diceratops.nz. Join the email list there, maybe. I am Morgan Davey. We are Diceratops. We love games, and our shows are for everyone. <laughs>